Hey Journal Tribe, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight, brought to you by the Journal Deck, where journal prompts meet oracle cards to bridge inspiration with action to help you live your best life full of self-care and personal growth coming late spring 2017. I'm your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today... We have Julie Cerrone. Julie is a certified holistic health coach, patient empower, yoga instructor, and health activist, blogger at itsjustabadday.com, thriving with psoriatic arthritis and avascular necrosis. Itsjustabadday.com was named one of the top five psoriatic arthritis blogs by everydayhealth.com, and at Just A Good Life was awarded Best in Show Twitter in the 2015 Wago Health Activist Awards. Julie stresses the importance of finding your own personalized treatment plan and believes that diet, lifestyle, and mindset are the key drivers in overcoming chronic conditions. Overall, Julie empowers chronically fabulous patients all over the world to live their best lives possible. And with that... Welcome, my friend, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when you were um, saying your intro about just living your best life, I feel like that's what I embody, just trying to make people live their best lives. So, so happy to be here. I feel like self-care is something that I talk about all the time. Um, So yes, 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 yes. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I, I honestly, you do, you're a perfect fit for this and you have such a unique perspective. So um, just, I'm really excited to dive into this. I think from from your angle, dealing with a chronic health issue, that's something that none of the other guests that I have on the schedule or that I've talked to yet have had to deal with in their life. So this is going to be from a totally new perspective. And yet yeah. at the same time, you are so vibrant and you do not let any of that hinder you in any way. So I'm really jazzed about this. Thank you so much. And we're just going to literally jump right in to the questions. So let's just jump in, start. Uh, Question one, what does self-care mean to you? Oh man, what does self-care mean to me? Self-care means, (laughs) self-care is vital. It's, It's truly vital to living your best life for living life for fully embracing um, life. I really think that self care is self love and connecting with that love. And you have to make it part of your treatment plan. Whether you're a chronically fabulous patient, like I t- like to say, or um, you don't have health con- health conditions, it has to be part of every day. Um, it's something that you have to consciously think about, and it's truly about bringing balance to your life. It's mind, body, and spirit. So taking care of yourself fully, holistically, looking at every aspect of your life to make sure it's in balance. So, you know, am I working too much? Do I need a little downtime? Maybe you have too much downtime and you need to work a little bit more. Or have you been sitting too much and you need some yoga or you need to walk? Um, Maybe you need to express yourself through creativity and art. Maybe you just need a face mask. Uh, It really (laughs) just depends on yourself and what you need. Um, there's, you know, there's many different ways to be able to figure out exactly what you need. I know that I went to 
the uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and we did this circle. It's called like the the uh, Circle of Life. And I remember Alyssa when we were doing Blossom and Flow. What was the name of the circle? The Wheel of Life. Yes, the Wheel of Life, and. Um, I, I read a book, uh, Mind Over Medicine, she has the whole health care, and so it's really looking at all the different aspects of your life, how they all fit together, and identifying what you need to work on um, to bring yourself into balance, because so many times we get caught up in the rat race of life, right? Like, oh, we have to be go, go, go. Your first um, podcast, you were talking about hustle, and you know, you have to you have to hustle and keep up with everybody, and we do. We, we get so caught up in that and comparing ourselves to everybody, and um, we don't check in with our bodies. We don't check in to see what we need. So self-care is really checking in with your body, checking in with what you need, um, and then fulfilling that. So for you, self-care is balance. It's yeah, like balance. balance. love. Loving yeah. myself to bring myself into balance fully. Mm. <laughs> Loving myself to bring myself into balance. Ah. Yeah. That's like a quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I I do focus a lot on chronic conditions and, and overcoming despite any chronic diagnosis. And I, I really think that you have to make self-care important. You can be doing all of the right things. You can be taking all the medication that your doctors are telling you. You can get surgery. You can do treatment. You can do all of these things. But if at the the core you aren't connecting with yourself and, and really balanced, then a lot of it may not stick. A lot of it may not work. Um, you know, focusing on yourself and allowing yourself to relax gives your body the state that it needs to to heal to heal a chronic condition, to heal a mental um, obstacle that you need to overcome anything. Uh, so just, you know, self-care really helps too. We, our bodies, when we get so caught up in doing a million different things, or if we are facing a chronic condition, we're stuck in this fight or flight mode, right? So our bodies are always on high alert and we need to relax them and bring them down um, so that they can be in this homeostasis state so that we can focus on healing. And self-care allows our bodies to get back to that point. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I do focus on chronic condition patients, but this really is across the board. This is for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody has stress. Everybody has something that they deal with. Maybe, maybe it is a chronic condition or maybe it's heartbreak. Maybe it's, um, overcoming a, a goal that you didn't achieve or something, something, anything. It can be, it can be anything. It, it applies to everyone. Yeah, I love how you said it's like the self-care brings you back to homeostasis, which is balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just another way of saying it. <clears throat> I love mm -hmm. that. You're so passionate about it. I love it. <laughs> I really can hear am, it. actually. <laughs> I know. I do. I know it, and I can hear it, and I can really tell that in your voice, and so, I, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so moving into question number two. How has your relationship with self-care evolved or changed? I know that this is an interesting question for you, so take yeah. it away. And answering this question actually is why I'm so passionate about it. So before, and when I say before, I, I think about these last um, five years as kind of like a new chapter of my life. So 
when I was in my mid twenties, um, I graduated college. Well, actually I should kind of maybe start from the beginning. I had health issues ever since I was little. Um, I had knee surgeries when I was little. I had migraines. I had all these stomach issues. They thought that maybe I had this autoimmune condition, um, when I was in middle school, but you know, we didn't have Google. We didn't know what it was. So we didn't really pay much attention to it. And actually my mom would bring it up and we used to get so many big fights. Cause I'm like, no, I don't have arthritis. I'm not a grandma. I'm, I'm 13 years old. So kind of lived in denial of thinking that I had this chronic condition. Um, went to school, graduated. I started working at my dream job. I traveled every week. I just I worked 24 seven and I thought I had this super sexy job. Right. Um, <laughs> and I remember, being in Nashville in February in 2012, and I was at the Sheridan, it was like my second home at the time, and looking out at the city, and I just, like, my eyes filled up with tears, and I thought, I love my life, like, I love my life so much, my life is perfect, like, I have this romantic relationship that's perfect, my job is awesome, I get to travel, I'm making so much money, um, you know, I always look good, like, my hair is always done, my nails are always done. I go to the gym, I count calories like it's my job, like I just freaking love everything about my life. And looking back, it was just very superficial about what I loved about my life. And and I hate to dwell on, um, like pick apart why I liked it. And I, you know, I think in different stages, we, we have to go through some shit, for lack of a better term, to, to really understand our journey. But I, um, it was almost like the universe decided to play a trick on me. And they're like, ha, 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 really? You think you love your life? Well, <laughs> see how, mm. see if you can deal with this. So literally, like a week later, I started having pain. And it kind of just went all downhill from there. And by the end of the year, I was on short-term disability. I was in the hospital for a week. I ended up having to be on crutches for three and a half years and got diagnosed with all of these things, um, one being avascular necrosis, which means two parts of my femur bone died, um, and then psoriatic arthritis, um, complex regional pain syndrome, then melanoma came in. There was just so many different things. Um, and I was just I mean, I went from traveling all over the world, doing all of these crazy things to having to move back into my parents' house. Um, they put my childhood bed in our basement. It's a nice basement. They always hate that I say I lived in the basement, but I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I didn't get out of bed for literally six months. I wasn't allowed mm. to put any weight on my left leg. I was so depressed. I would have panic attacks if I had to leave my house. Like if I had a doctor's appointment the next day, I would have to take a shower the night before. I would have a freak, freaking meltdown in the shower. Um, and I would have to just slowly get out. Once I got out of my house, if I was out for literally an hour, I slept the rest of the day. So mm. I just went through this really hard time and I just started hating myself. I started hating my life. I started hating my situation and I just dwelled on the fact that I wanted something different. I didn't want what I had. Like, why couldn't I go back to my old life? Why I, I look at social media and start comparing myself to all my friends. Oh, they're going and doing this. Oh, this is happening and I can't do it. And it was just awful. Um, and then it's funny because I remember these like split moments, right? I remember that moment in Nashville. And then the summer of 2013, I, my parents were like, okay, we have to go on vacation. You have to like get out of this funk. And I'm a person that loves to travel. Like I would live out of a suitcase and just travel the rest of my life if I could. So 
when they were like, oh, let's go on this trip. I thought, I don't even want to go. Like, I started having these panic attacks. I didn't want to go. I remember being on the airplane, um, writing in my journal, like, I don't even want to go on this vacation. This is stupid. Like, I just want to be laying in bed. And we went down to Florida. And I had picked up the book Mind Over Medicine by Dr. Lisa Rankin. And I was reading it on the beach. And I thought, oh, this is a good book. Um, you know, I had thought that I wanted to overcome what I was doing. But I wasn't completely there yet. But I love Disney as well, and my parents surprised us and said, okay, we're going to go to Disney for a couple days, and we went, and the one day we went to Hollywood Studios, and they have the American Idol experience, and I love to sing. Well, I grew up singing. I always liked to sing, and um, they were like, oh, you should do it. You should do it, and I thought, yeah, I should totally do it. I should totally do it, and not even thinking about where I had come from or what I you know, had spent the last six months in bed, I was like, yes, I'm going to sing. I'm going to do this. Remember, I used to have panic attacks leaving my house to go to the doctors, mm-hmm. but like I didn't even think about it. So we go and I audition and I get cast in a show and we're sitting in the backstage and I'm starting starting like going over my song and stuff and I'm thinking, What the F are you doing, Julie? Like <laughs> literally you couldn't even leave your house to go to the doctor's office and you're about to sing in front of like eight hundred people on crutches, you're so fat. Like, I thought I was so fat because all this medicine and laying in bed, just eating ice cream to make me feel good, that didn't really help. But, so I go out there on stage, and, like, as soon as I started singing, like, I mean, I have chills when I think about it. It was just, like, such a release, and it was something that I loved to do, and it's something I hadn't done because I had been dwelling on all these negative things. Um... And I just sang my heart out. And I stood up there with tears in my eyes thinking, holy shit. Like, you just did something that you've done so many times before in your life. Because I had always grown up singing. And you didn't even think twice about it. And, like, you know, if all the, the all these people don't know that you had just spent six months laying in bed not doing anything. Not being able to put any weight on, weight on your leg. I ended up winning the show. And, wow. Yeah. And went to the 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 final show, I didn't win that one, but it was just such a moment that I was like, I can still live an awesome life. Like regardless of what I'm going through, there are still things I'm passionate about. There are still things that light me up and no diagnosis, no circumstance is going to change who I am, Mm. um, at the core. So the next day I remember going back on the beach and reading my mind over medicine book and it was about writing your personal prescription for overcoming whatever you're going through. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write my own personal prescription and overcome this. And, and I realized that I had really been just relying on Western medicine and I wasn't taking ownership of myself. And that goes back to the self care. Like I wasn't focusing on that stuff. At least I, I thought I was like, you know, I'd have my hair done or, paint my nails or you know do a face mask like outwardly Mm -hmm. I was taking care of myself before but like external exactly so when I went back I just I've never looked back from that moment I changed everything about my life I changed my diet I changed my outlook I changed um, my movement plan I just I changed everything and seriously from that point I have been the happiest I've been and it's not because I had a romantic relationship. It's not because I had a dream job. It's not because I had my whole health. It's because I 
went on this journey of loving myself and bringing myself to balance, not Mm. the external things. Because you said yes to you. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, from that moment, my health shifted too. It was like I, my body finally relaxed and was like, okay, you're on, you're on this journey too. Let's do this. Like, let's I've been waiting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, I always say it's like, you know, if you want your body to heal, you have to treat it well. You have to give it the respect it deserves. So if you worked for a boss that didn't respect you, that always condescended you, that just made it not a great environment to show up for every day, you'd probably quit, right? Or at least I hope you would quit. Um, But if you worked for a boss that was supportive and loving and really wanted you to succeed, you would love what you do. You would like thrive and flourish and really grow into yourself. And we have to treat our bodies the same way. We have to treat it with respect. We have to treat it with the love that it deserves so that it can overcome illness, that it can heal. It can um, really live its best life. I love that. The short short moment that we have here on earth. I love that analogy of the boss. Like, would you work for a boss that treated you like shit? No. And didn't respect you? You wouldn't. Right. I love that. I I hope you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean. I hope you would get up. (laughs) Some people do. Right, right, right. But I am, if you are one of those people, I am talking to you. We are talking to you. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Please. Love yourself yes. enough to leave. Yes, exactly. Sometimes no is the, the best. The best answer. Yes. We... I, need to, I need to implement that more in my life, actually. <laughs> I think everyone can. Everyone yes. can. Because no makes way for yes. I live by oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. That is a beautiful story. I mean, honestly, just a brief Thank reflection. You. I mean... That's beautiful. And I think that I know that Gabby Bernstein, the author, she's like really big for you and you love her. I can't remember what she calls them, but are they called divine assignments or something? When something happens in your life, um, something like that, like something, um, something where you are basically, it's like the universe assigns you. Um, something is dropped into your lap that you did not at all feel like you asked for that. I would never have wished this upon myself, but in that moment you can look back and say, I was meant to do this, even though it was terrible. I had to go through that to get to where I am. It was a divine like assignment that was placed in your lap. I feel like that's what happened for you. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I completely agree. And actually, I was at a conference last year, and I said, I'm so grateful for my health condition because it brought me my purpose. And the, um, right. the, the instructor was like, no, that's not true. And I said, yeah, it is. And he said, no, 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 that's not true. What happened was you were given this condition, this obstacle, and you made it like your Shawshank Redemption moment. If you've seen the movie where he like breaks out of jail, right? He Mm -hmm. said, you took your little chisel and you were like, I'm not going to be confined in this cell. And you did everything possible to get out of there. And you worked your way through the ducks. And then, you know, you busted out and you're dancing in the rain. That's, you know, that challenge didn't bring you your purpose. That challenge allowed you to tap into yourself to rise above 
for you to find your challenge. And I'm mm. like, yes, that's exactly what happened. Mm. I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I love, I love it. it. And, and, you know, it's so great because before all of this, I liked social media. And through all of this, I really connected with so many patients online. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people. So if you are going through something, um, you're, believe me, you are not alone. Go search a hashtag. Go do a few Google searches or Instagram searches or Twitter. You will find so many other chronically fabulous patients, as I like to call them, talking about their journey. And it makes you feel so not alone because we're not mm-hmm. alone. There's, I mean, we're all going through crap. And through all this, I've connected through them, and it's completely changed my career. And I just love being around them because it helps me recharge my batteries too and realize how passionate I am about just helping people overcome and empower themselves, regardless of what you're going through, that you can still live your best life. Love it. Guys, I just wanted to add this in. So Julie has such an interesting perspective on journaling, something that most of us, I think, probably take for granted and is the ability to actually physically write in our journals. Um, So I really just want to add in here Julie's perspective just to kind of riff on this a little bit is this idea that um, we take for granted the ability to be able to write in our journals, which obviously we are the journal prompt, excuse me, the journal deck, which is based on journal prompts. So I really wanted to hear and have you guys listen to her perspective on um, writing in your journal and realizing how amazing it is to actually be able to do that versus having to type something on the computer and how there's a difference between, you know, typing maybe on a computer and actually getting to write things out in your journal. So Julie, like what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so when I first really started unearthing so much crap about myself, I used all of these prompts that were um, in the Mind Over Medicine book by Dr. Lissa Rankin, and and they covered all aspects of your life, like how do you feel about this, how do you feel about that, And, and it really just writing out the answers, some of the answers just shocked me how, you know, it was like this stream of consciousness that was just coming out on the page. Um, and it really helped me to identify ways that I needed to, like things I needed to overcome in order to truly move on to heal. So I did that for a while and I have like a, a bunch of journals underneath my, my bed that just as I went through this journey, I was writing and writing and writing. But as my psoriatic arthritis has um, progressed, my hands have really been affected. So the last year, I actually haven't been able to write. Um, I have to wear compression gloves on my hand when I type on my computer and do work. And, and I got to talk to tech software on my computer and I use Siri all the time on my phone. But writing out, I mean, you know, if I write out more than a couple um, sentences, my hands really start to cramp up. I just, I, they really, really hurt. So this is definitely something that I, I find a, a lot in common with a lot of, um, arthritic patients is that, you know, you hear, Oh, a great self-care tool is journaling. But then we're like, well, wait, like I literally can't write, like, what should I do? And, you know, I was trying to figure out the best way to do this. So at first I was writing things out, obviously it was hurting. So I stopped doing it. And and then I, I felt this void of like, well, Julie, you're not dealing with your, your stuff, right? Like all of this stuff is piling up and you're not dealing with it. So 
I tried just dictating it out and talking, but I, for me, found that it's so much easier to write things than actually say them out loud. So if I was answering a question that was like really digging into how I was feeling about something, it was easier for me to just, you know, stream consciously and just write it out. But then it's harder for me to actually say the words. So like dictating it out in a journal, just I wasn't getting the depth and um, uh, meaning that I was when I was actually writing mm-hmm. things out. So so some days I will type um, the things out. And I'm actually, I feel like my blog is really almost my journal of just working through how I feel about different things and giving tips and stuff like that. So I'll type things. But I found that just sitting and thinking about questions, maybe I, I don't have to write it out, but I can do a lot of that writing in my brain, right? So just sitting and asking myself a question. So for instance, like how I visualize using the journal deck maybe isn't exactly how someone else would. I'm sure someone else will pull it and then just, you know, write in their journal. But I visualize, and I can't wait to do it, is, you know, <laughs> pulling a card sitting in, you know, my meditation space or just a safe space and then thinking through that question and just allowing my mind to be, you know, really meditating on it really. Um, and just seeing what comes up and, and thinking through things and like I would write it out, just thinking it out in my mind. And for me, that, that really helps. Or, you know, maybe typing on a computer, um, you know, you may think that, you know, it's still using your hand. That actually is a lot easier um, than writing. So maybe you mm-hmm. type it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's so many things that I've taken for granted that I didn't realize I took for granted until I t- got them taken away. Like I couldn't walk for years and now I can't really write. And so it's just interesting to for sure um, look at it in a different perspective, a different light. I love, I just think that is such an amazing like perspective and reflection to have for someone who can write in their journal and has no qualms with doing so. You know, you're saying there's this, you know, you know, large groups of people like you who have this arthritis and these conditions where, you know, maybe they can't write in their journal. Um, they have to say it in their minds and that's their way that they're going to process journal prompts or maybe they're going to type it. But the fact that there's a difference between doing talk to text and versus silently typing on your computer or silently, even better, writing in your journal. So cool how you can, you showed that to me and kind of broke that up. Um, Just thank you for that perspective. That's for me to know that um, as, you know, the founder of this company is just a really neat interesting point of view and I think that for me it kind of was just like aha like wow I get to write in my journal and use my hands and get to go through that process of how that's a part of the reason I started the you know the journal deck is I believe in that process of writing shit out yeah and it's a form of self-care yes and digging through everything and um So I just love that perspective that for you, you're saying I can still pull a card. I might not be able to write in my journal, which is obviously ideal, but I can sit and think about it uh, or I can type it silently on my computer, Um, but that there's like such a difference there and how powerful writing can actually be. So I just really wanted to share that perspective, guys. Hope that you enjoyed that. Um, Okay. So this is a fun question. 
Describe your ideal self-care day. Ooh, ideal self-care day. Well, I hate waking up early, so it's definitely just sleeping in until I actually wake up on my own. Um, I would wake up and have my celery juice. So just juicing plain celery, it's literally like one of the best things you can do for your gut and your skin and just for life, for your body. Do you um, like the taste of that? I hate celery. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I used to absolutely hate it. Hated it, but now I love it. Yeah. Okay. And so plus I think that I know all the benefits of supporting me. So yes. it's like I think of I think in terms of that too. So. Got it. Okay. So wake up on yeah. your own, celery juice. Yes, celery juice, and then get on my mat and do some meditation and some movement. Maybe maybe it's a soft and gentle flow. Maybe it's a vigorous flow. It just really depends on how my body would be feeling that day. Um, I would then do some kind of patient advocacy work. So maybe it would be working on my blog. Maybe it would be connecting with, um, my other patient leader friends. Um, I love acupuncture. So I would totally throw acupuncture in that day and really just, this might sound bad, but just being by myself. Like I love being by myself. That's not bad. (laughs) Yeah. I just love being by myself and working through my crap on my own or shopping by myself or taking a walk by myself. It just helps me recharge and definitely listening to some awesome music. Music is just like huge influence in my life. And yeah, Mm. that would be part of my self-care day. I love that you said, you know, connecting with patients, like actually doing your work is a part of your ideal self-care day. Like that is not everyone's response to include work in their self-care day. Yeah, I feel like it's not work. So when I, um, so I was on disability for three and a half years and for over a year of that, I just hated life. And then once I, my mindset switched and I started my blog and I started doing all of this work, it just gave me a, a reason to get out of bed every morning. And I got so excited. Like before it was like, what do I have to look forward to during the day? Well, I could eat lunch, dinner, and then go to bed. That seriously was like all I looked forward to. And then once I found this, this passion, it was like, I can't wait to get out of bed and connect with people and write a blog post and do this and do that. And it's just snowballed into the most wonderful thing in my life having all of these people in my life. And I just love to serve that. That's beautiful. Okay, so next question. Uh, okay, so this one, um, somewhat succinct, um, but what are your three favorite self-care practices, rituals, or tips? I know you yes. have to have, like, I know that you do. Yeah, so I would say one of, like, the biggest tips I always give is to set reminders on your phone to go off during the day for you to just check in with yourself because I know I I feel like I'm pretty conscious about how I need to check in with my body, but then we forget. We start doing X, Y, and Z, and we forget. So if you set reminders on your phone, I like to put just a little happy quote or a mantra on the reminder name. So when it pops up, it says that. Um, I really love, like, I am love or live your purpose or, you know, just embrace love today or whatever. You can change them up. And then when they go off, take can even be one minute or it can be as long as you want and just 
check in with your body. How are you feeling? Are you holding tension somewhere? Are you mentally thinking of a million things? Just like take a moment to check in and see what you need in that moment. Maybe it's to get up and take a short walk, or maybe it's just to grab some water, or maybe it's, you know, eat some fruit or something like that, but just check in. Awesome. Okay. Reminders. Tip number one. Yeah. Yeah. Reminders. Two, I would say definitely get in a a routine. I was actually just talking to my friend the other day about this, and she said, you know, I know I need to do all of these things, but I never do them. I said, you just need to force yourself into a routine. (laughs) Um, Lovingly force yourself into a routine. So, you know, if you're a morning person, maybe it's doing it right right in the morning or maybe, you know, wake up, think of a few things that you love, maybe when you're brushing your teeth or, um, you know, do a short meditation or maybe I'm totally not a morning person. And honestly, if I try to meditate in the morning, I just fall back asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's like maybe midday, maybe 3 p.m. every day, you block off your calendar for 10 minutes, you get a cup of tea and you just sit there and check in with yourself. Um, or maybe it's at night. I really like to do things at night, right before I go to bed, like get in bed, maybe journal or write down a few um, things that you loved about the day, something like that. So just getting into a routine that makes self-care part of it so that then you really just start to do it mindlessly that it's just part of your day. Do you think or do you experience um, patients or friends that you talk to that have trouble with routines that are kind of hesitant or really resistant to that idea? Like, hey, I just I can't do routine. Like, that doesn't feel good to me. I, I feel... Like, my freedom is being hindered in some way. Like, do you ever have patients that kind of resist that idea of a routine? Yeah, it's actually really funny that you said that because on Tuesday we had a Twitter chat about um, staying positive and hopeful in your patient journey. And one of the questions was, how can you do that? And I said, get into a routine. And one of my friends said, I hate routines. I can't do routines, especially with my condition. I never know how I'm going to feel. I never know this or that. And I said, okay, fair point. Totally fair point. Um, because some days I wake up and I don't know how I'm going to feel, but I think that if you take one or two things and incorporate it every day, so maybe if you don't even think of it as a routine, but just a a loving activity, just like as you would brush your teeth, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to think about gratefulness or think about just being mindful or when you're eating, um, be more mindful and check in. So it's like, it it can, it can really manifest depending on how you want to implement it into your life. Maybe you want to make it this big routine, or maybe you just want to make it a few simple things, um, that you add into your day. But yeah, definitely. I think some people get a little like, Hey, 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 I don't, I don't want don't to, don't to infringe on my freedom, but yeah, maybe right. it could be as simple as okay. Maybe for some people, routine literally means the same time every single day. But for maybe yeah. some people, that's not that routine doesn't work, and they need to do like you right. said, two or three things that they can be doing every day, but not necessarily at the same time. Yeah, maybe or there's fluidity. Like, yeah, or um, I actually I think another. Um, tip to give, which would be a good um, suggestion if you didn't want to do a routine, would be to just have a list of things that lift you up when you're feeling down 
and when you start to be more aware and mindful of when you are um, being more negative or, or uh, you know, need to fo- focus on self-care, like pull out that list and say like, okay, I know calling my grandma always gives me, get, puts me in a good mood, so I'm going to do that. Or, oh, I know this playlist is going to put me in a good mood. Or I knew a, a woman one time, she had this little um, photo album that she put pictures and quotes and things in, and she said, you know, when I need to reflect on myself or just take a moment away from fear and negativity. I just open up this book and I look at it. So if, if routine is something that you're kind of like, I I don't want to do, maybe it's just creating a list of things Mm -hmm. you know that you can turn to when you need to lift yourself up. I love that. I've done that before actually with clients and myself is like, um, a a free self-care list and a paid self-care list. Ooh, like, like these that. are free activities I can do for self-care that I can implement into my day totally free like painting my own nails or something or having a cup of tea or I can have a paid list like I can go and get my nails done I can book a massage I've done that and that's yeah, fun I love that. yeah that's a fun list to make <laughs> yeah. that always feels really fun Okay. Um, okay. I cut you off though. What's your final um, self-care practice tip or ritual? Um, so I, reminders, routine, yeah. and making that list. And then I think I love just like personally, I love meditation apps. Specifically, I love the Headspace app. So like that's something I know just helps me mellow out and get back to myself. Um, so that's a, that's a tip or really just fill up with your tribe. Maybe you need some time with, um, like-minded people. Maybe it's even being by yourself to, to recharge. Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing out like a bunch of different things. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Okay. So, Final question before, well, this is kind of, I say this almost every episode. This is basically a rapid fire question. But last question, if you had to describe self-care in one word or feeling, what would it be? Love. Love, love, love. So your first podcast, I was listening to it and you asked, and you guys were having this conversation, and I wish I had a video of myself because I'm listening to it and I'm like, love, it's love, the answer's love, it's love, 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 love. So. Yes, it's definitely love. Um, loving yourself, just fully and connecting to that inner love that we all have. I love that. I love love. <laughs> I love love. I do. I love love. I have that on my Facebook profile. Oh, it like oozes off of you. I love that answer. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the rapid fire questions. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. My favorite form of self-care movement or exercise is yoga show obviously you're a yoga teacher yeah (laughs) both yoga teachers okay my self-care secret weapon is oh oh man i would actually say um the book may cause miracles by gabrielle bernstein whenever i need to just reconnect or i feel so out of sorts i grab it and do it for 40 days and it's just like it brings me back to to life Mm. Make cause miracles, guys. Make cause miracles. Gabby yeah. Bernstein. Gotta love some Gabby. Yep. Favorite podcast. 
So I know people usually say like <laughs> talking podcasts, but I love the music podcast, um, Tiesto Club Life. I've loved it since I was in college. I remember when it literally first came out and it was on Radio 538 in the Netherlands and they would just put it on iTunes and I would literally wait every single week for it. So it's still like my favorite podcast and it's like hundreds of episodes now, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a different different response. Yeah, Tiesto Club Life. I'm, a, I'm definitely an EDM girl. I love EDM music. Cool. Okay, last book that you read. Ooh, um, the book, well, I'm, well, I'm in the midst of reading our one for book club, Radical Acceptance. Yes, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. I'm listening to that right now on Audible. Yes, lots of good stuff in there. Like a lot, I want to underline a lot of things. I know, and I'm so sad because I'm actually not going to make book club to talk about it. I'm going to be at a conference. So for those of you wondering, yeah, we have a, I have a book club that I run here in Pittsburgh. So that's what Julie is referring to because she's a Pittsburgh girl. But yes, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. Okay. Um, Beer or wine? Oh man. So I was was such a beer girl. I love beer, but I've had to change my whole diet because of my health. And beer is literally the number one thing that I miss. Like I can make everything else, but beer (laughs) is the number one thing. So I'm a wine girl now, but at heart, I'm such a beer girl. And a dark beer, like not a light Me beer. Like too. a dark beer. Yes, like porter stout. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh my gosh. And like, uh, I seriously dream about having like a Guinness or like, oh, something like that one day. I, <laughs> honestly, if I had it, like I think about it and it would make me really sick, like not be able to get out of bed for days. But like, I think... One day I will do it. Just to <laughs> just, just to indulge. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Beer girl at heart, wine girl uh, now. Yeah. Okay. Last rapid fire question. What okay. is your favorite season? Oh, fall, for sure. Fall. Why? Love fall. So I my birthday's in September. I love the just the fall weather, and then it goes into the holiday season, which which technically isn't a season, but <laughs> we're, we're talking about the mm-hmm. seasons. But I, so from September 1st until January 1st, I literally am the happiest person in the entire world, and it's so hard to get me in a bad mood because I love, I'm so basic, right? I love everything pumpkin. I love everything to do with fall, <laughs> and then I love everything to do with Thanksgiving and then Christmas. You're so basic, Julie. <laughs> yeah. I just, as I was thinking about what I was going to say next and say how I love pumpkin, I thought, oh, I just like went back to all of those memes that come out yeah. in the fall, like basic, basic girl. Pumpkin yeah, latte. it's okay. It's probably <laughs> a lot of people that are listening to this. Like, if you don't like pumpkin, I mean, oh. I don't know. I think you're lying to yourself. I think so too, for sure. Okay, well, that's as good a way as any way to end this uh, podcast episode. So before we tune out, um, please tell listeners, number one, where they can find you and your fabulous blog and what your free gift that you're offering is. Sure. So you can find me. um, My blog is itsjustabadday.com. 
my mantra is it's just a bad day, not a bad life. So that's my blog on all the different channels, Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter. Of course, someone already had that. So my handle is just a good life. Close enough. But um, so come find me. And my giveaway is an ebook called Chronically Grateful. So what this um, started as was an Instagram challenge in November. Oh, I guess it was a year and a half ago now. Um, that every day posted a question or a prompt asking people to kind of look past their diagnosis and focus on the good parts of your health journey. So a lot of people loved it and then wanted to do it after the fact, so I turned it into an ebook. So it's 30 different prompts. Um, I like to do it, you know, once a day, or you can do it all at once or once a day. Um, but just some exercises and some thoughts and um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. So I, you know, it's geared towards my chronically fabulous patients, but literally anybody could take it and really gain a lot um, from it. So make sure to download it. Chronically grateful. Awesome. Gratitude is such a hot topic these days. Yeah. It's like such a buzzword, but it's, it's so important. Like I almost, a part of me is like, oh, I wish that it wasn't such a buzzword because it make maybe dilutes it a little bit as if it's like not as important as it actually is. Do you know what I mean? But it is so important. It's just sometimes it things is. almost go like, you know what I mean? Like they become like a buzzword, hot topic, viral. And I just hope that people realize really how impactful a gratitude practice actually is. Oh. Like it's not just bullshit. So agree. And like when I did this Instagram challenge, it was Thanksgiving because that's when we're all thankful and grateful, but Mm -hmm. it's something that we have to do every single day of our life. I mean, it doesn't have to be just at Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. can be every day and it should be. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Gratitude is major game changer. Yep. For sure. Yes. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Jolie, for being on thank this. Thank you. I love your perspective. And guys, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to yeah. another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight, brought to you by the Journal Deck, which is coming at you guys this spring via pre-sales. And I just want to remind you, Julie talked about one of her tips is meditation. So we have our own meditations. Um, there are two free guided visualization meditations one on abundance and trust, um, i.e. trusting in the universe and like a higher power to take you where you need to go, as well as embracing your flow state. And that's all about going with the flow. And you can find those two free guided visualizations by going to thejournaldeck.com slash free stuff. So be sure to check those out. Otherwise, I'm Alyssa Cousins signing off for The Journal Deck. Mwah. Music by Lee Rosevere.